Welcome to True Independent Media, Real News Live. That was short and powerful and sweet from Cheap Trick. That was Hot Love, the first song off their first album ever, which was a great song, great memory for me. That's from like 2005, 2006, back when Rick Nielsen had the uh, long beard thing going. Great, great start for tonight's Friday night power trio, even though they're a foursome. Well, I guess they fired Buddy Carlson, so they're back to a power trio now, really. And all their kids are playing with them now, so doesn't matter anymore welcome to the friday night fun time show with me your host mike barra in las vegas nevada along with dr brooks agnew in um, north carolina somewhere the carolinas brooks how you doing tonight what are you drinking i'm drinking water because i'm going to billy idol after this ah well that's good hydrate before i am drinking uh, amelie's uh, bakery coffee through my uh, harley davidson insulated mug I've had a long day on the job uh, building the house. So it's been a great week, lots of progress, great weather, fantastic weather. Yeah. So it's, it's been fantastic. Also, short and sweet probably appeals to you tonight. We're going to try to get out of here by six o'clock uh, Pacific time, which is nine o'clock Eastern. We're starting early because I'm going to the concert. TV's Blake Wally <clears throat> will be with us uh, in progress. So, um, you know, I had a busy day today, Brooks. Did a whole, <clears throat> excuse me, whole lot of things, including. I had some blood drawn, and that's never fun. But uh, what we're doing is we're going to do a baseline. I got a new doctor, so I want to do some blood. So we're going to do a baseline on some of my major health markers and stuff. And uh, then I'm going to start taking some of the products you're selling. So while we wait for Blake, I thought we would talk a little bit um, about some of that stuff and go to your site. And, um, you know, we'll talk about, of course, Ivan and Roxy, but – Really, what I'm going to start is I'm going to order these um, now that I've taken the test. I'm going to order these uh, right away. And um, why don't you just kind of walk us through what we're talking about here? We want to go down to the store yep. or the shop, right? Go to the shop and then go to Health and Aging, which is there on the right-hand side. Okay. <clears throat> and, of course, Ivan and Roxy's right on the top. But right below that is True Niagen. Now, True Niagen boosts your NAD. NAD is a component of the telomeres on your chromosomes. As you age, your telomeres get shorter and shorter and shorter. When they burn out, you die of malnutrition. You cannot make new cells that are young and healthy anymore. So what NAD does in your system is keep those telomeres long and fresh so you're constantly making new, uh, uh, young, healthy cells to replace your old dead ones. And your body, when you hit about 40, stops making the NAD so much. <clears throat> so True Niagen has figured out a way to synthesize this from milk. And so it's all natural. And what it does, it stops you from aging. And I've been taking it for five years. I have not aged in five years. And I continuously work my 30-year-old friends into the dirt, hard labor. So it works. The next product is the newer three Genesis. Now, this works on your organs, your liver, your kidneys, your heart, uh, your digestive system. And this stuff is absolutely fantastic. Like you, I did my blood baseline, and then I did this for 90 days and went back and had it done again. My blood, pro my urine proteins went down, albumin and creatine both dropped by 44%. My A1C went from 6.8, which is 
you know, borderline diabetic to 6.2, which is totally normal. And that in 90 days, and it's getting better all the time. So my kidneys, my liver, everything is working in top condition. This stuff is amazing. Okay, and I'm going to be getting both of them. And Brooks, why don't you tell us a little bit about uh, how to get Ivan and Roxy without a prescription? Easy as pie. Now, it's not easy for me. I've had to refine this process over several years. But I have a pharmacy in Japan that has direct access to the FDA manufacturer in India. And what I do is you buy the digital report from me. I then take the money you spend with me, send it to the pharmacy in Japan, they order the stuff and it ships directly to you the same day. It leaves the same day that you order from India and goes direct to you. Three weeks is about all it takes. Some people are getting as little as 10 days, but you don't need a prescription. So right. if you don't have ivermectin and hydroxychloroquine in your medicine cabinet, you should have it because this is the stuff that protects you against these designer viruses that they're launching. Yeah. You know, there's um, there's guy named uh, Gary who's neurotic on YouTube, very popular uh, film and television uh, streamer, and talked to him. And I didn't know this, but he was a big fan of this show and the other shows that I've done the last couple of years. And he said, you know, your shows uh, talking about Ivan and Roxy, it got me through COVID. And um, there's a lot of people, Brooks, who say that. So I just want to remind everyone what a good guy Dr. Brooks Agnew is for providing this to us and for giving everybody a chance to, um, like you say, have them in their medicine cabinet. I've used them many, many times very effectively. I haven't had a cold that's stuck for since I started since two years ago when I, you know, I got some from you. You know, I started- and we travel, we travel, we meet people, right. we go to conferences and you get the crud and. If you don't watch out, you're gonna you're gonna be bedridden for a couple of weeks after that. Yeah. But this stuff is amazing because it yeah. directly so, attacks the virus in your body. Get in and, there, pick them up, and uh, absolutely make yourself better. Also, as long as we're talking about this stuff, don't forget to visit our wonderful sponsors, the CBD Gurus over at the CBDGurus.com, who have all kinds of wonderful CBD products for your health and you can slide over to the wholesale tab slide down to might be wholesale and type in the discount code which is a l i e n alien no s on the end no capital just plain old a l i e n all lowercase and you get this week's specials uh, right now you're going to get um all orders over 25 dollars. you get two million boulevard to add to your collection and all orders over $100, you get 10 million Boulevard. And who knows, they might be worth something today. And then you get discount prices on all sorts of super cool CBD products for your health, including a couple people I can really vouch for. The X-Freeze Pain Roll-On Gel works fantastic. And, and the, uh, the Lotion 2000 is great. Also, we have a couple of uh we have some wardrobe items now we have uh we have mark z uh pajama pants for the ladies official candy inspector which is uh which is really really cool stuff and uh let me make sure yeah we are showing that okay okay uh we have those products available and we have um we other halloween ones which you know only a couple days before halloween but these are not nearly as cool as when you go to the wholesale uh, wardrobe. I hear you. I hear you might be formal wear, and you can get the Mike Barra lounge pants with me 
and Mark Z and Aliens Crotch. So you need to pick those up. And I am working. I am working on on pajama tops, which have my face on one side and Mark's on the other. Or we're going to put Aliens on there. We don't know yet. But these are available as well, too. Very inexpensive. Very super comfortable. So by all means, get over there. Pick up your Mark Z and Mike B formal wear wardrobe. Oh, and here's the official whiskey and wisdom pants for the. Uh, those are more. I've got Mark on them for the uh, the Wednesday night show that we do. So that's really cool stuff. Um, all right, I'm going to stop sharing and get back over to uh, bring the third member of the Power Trio TV's Blake oh, Wally. How you doing tonight, Blake? Doing well. It's great to be here. Sorry, I'm a few minutes late. That's okay. We're going to have a short show today. We're going to be out of here in about 45 minutes. I'm going to head out to see Billy Idol at the Cosmopolitan tonight. So that'll awesome. be awesome. Uh, I've never been to the Cosmopolitan. Yeah, I've never been to the Cosmopolitan. I never saw Billy when, when he was younger. So, you know, I just thought I'd get out there. Good uh, these guys' voices are amazing. I mean, they're in their 50s, sometimes early 60s. And they're still wailing. They're still yeah. I mean, good. Simon Simon Labonte Duran Duran just turned sixty five today, and I saw them in July, and his voice is just as strong, if not better, than it was when he was in his twenties. It is pretty amazing. Bono from U two, I cannot say the same thing about, but uh, he's done some other things. You know, he smokes, and that that ruins your vocal cords. So uh, that's been a problem for him. So, anyway, guys, let's start with the news issues of the day. Uh, we have a Speaker of the House, a guy named Mike Johnson, who nobody had ever heard of, suddenly became Speaker of the House almost overnight. And, you know, Jen says she thinks energetically it's a good thing. I don't trust him. I don't trust anybody I don't know. And I don't trust anybody with one of those standard congressional haircuts that wears the standard congressional banker's business suit. So, um, you know, people are saying he's conservative. He'll fight the Ukraine funding. He'll fight the Israel war funding. He'll fight all this other stuff. Um, he'll stand up and release the January 6th footage. Well, he's been speaker for two days. If I was the guy, you know, Blake, if I was made speaker, I the January 6th footage would have been released about an hour after I became speaker, all of it, because today we still had, um, we still had some douchebags, um, Today, I, I, I guess I want to show you this one uh, to start with. Here's, here's uh, imagine being a big enough douchebag that you're bragging about putting Americans who did nothing but protest a stolen election into jail. But that's what this guy, Will Rollins, wants to do. Let's listen to Nothing yet. Overrun with COVID cases. One afternoon, not far from here, a train engineer allegedly pushed the throttle down on his train so he could derail it toward the Mercy. Fortunately, he came to a stop just short of the hospital ship. As a national security and terrorism prosecutor, I worked on that case. See, I wanted to work in counterterrorism because of 9-11. But today, some of our biggest threats are right here at home. And it's not happening by chance. The train engineer told investigators that he thought the mercy was part of a government conspiracy oh, sure and that he had to stop it. Yeah. Okay. So Look, I, I, seriously, I, I can't take this bullshit anymore. I, I want to shoot this guy in the head. Oh, did I say that out loud? I'm sorry. Well, there goes YouTube. Um, this is the guy who's prosecuting Americans who protested, peacefully protested, 
January 6th, like you guys did. I don't want to get you in any trouble with Will Rollins, but this guy needs to be swinging from a noose for treason, in my opinion. Brooks, Blake, Blake, let's start with you. Am I wrong? Well, I think I'm, he's probably a useful idiot that actually believes the propaganda, or he just really likes the uh, the Machiavellian, just, you know, ends justify the means, go after his political enemies. Uh, one or the other, but yeah, I never heard of that guy, but that is very disturbing that he's going to uh, be going after uh, political en- domestic political enemies, and that he actually believes this stuff. So it is disturbing, and you don't see anything like that coming from the other side. You don't see anybody cl- calling for you know persecution of you know Antifa, which you know would be nice because they're actually doing some significant. Yeah, except for what I just did, but yeah. <laughs> Yeah, so um, we don't need to see that continue, and it'd be nice to just have a you know a civil discourse about what actually happened that day, and it wasn't an insurrection, no matter how many times they try to say that. It was just a peaceful protest with a few uh, agitators. So yeah, gaslighting us, and it's well, and the agitators were all government informants who worked for the FBI <laughs> and are Democrats, so it was all Democrats. Right. Brooks, uh, Brooks, I'm sure you got something to. Um, chime in here on this uh, particular well i will tell you uh that i participated in that event i was there not uh up against the capitol i was on the other end of the mall there at the washington monument but i'll tell you the reason we went the reason we went was to back up our president and to back up our vice president to allow the states the state legislatures to step forward and say hey there were shenanigans here our secretaries of state and uh, our DAs uh, illegally changed the way that we have elections in our state, and that's against the law. We want to take a look at the way this was done. We haven't been given enough time. And the protest began in earnest officially on the floor of the joint session. And that Nancy Pelosi simply could not allow to happen. So she left the podium about Eight minutes after, well, actually, it was about seven minutes after Arizona took the uh, took the mic and began the official procedure of lodging a formal complaint and adjourning the actual counting of the uh, ballots so that they could retire and look at the way that their election was done. And she went to the Capitol Police and told them to open the doors and let the tourists in. The tourists came in. Uh, they shot one in cold blood, Ashley Babbitt. You should know her name. They shot her in cold blood for doing nothing. And uh, everybody stayed within the velvet ropes. Everybody was escorted around the building by Capitol Police. No vandalism, no fires, no no, no shenanigans going on. Uh, but it allowed Nancy Pelosi to declare a state of emergency. Now, this gives her special powers. And one of the powers it gives her is to suspend that protest procedure that Arizona had started. And it forced all the legislatures to just rubber stamp the elections as they were finished. And as we know, that election was highly abnormal, especially in six states, due to a nonprofit called Common Cause and a Zuckerbox, about $400 million of them, they were spent in these states to usurp the normal election process using COVID as a leverage to get that done. This was a horrible event. We were outside that building, a million strong, to let them know we saw what you did. And yes, it was peaceful. 
but they have now arrested over a thousand of us. And I will tell you, if they get to me, which I doubt they ever will because I was at the other end of the mall, I will not go peacefully. I will not plea, and they'll be sorry they ever met me. Yeah, because, you know, Jen, Jenna Ellis, you know, caved in and didn't want to go to jail. And so, like Sidney Powell last week, she pled to some misdemeanor and people are like oh well this really means that their case is really weak it's like it's not weak if they get up there in front of the cameras and trash the president who was trying and is trying to save the country i guess from um these fucking demons all of whom deserve to assume temperature and be removed from planet earth um okay let's get back to the um and again it's hard for me guys to conceive of how anybody could run uh, thinking that they were going to do well running on imprisoning Americans for political protest. It shows you how desperate our situation is and how much we need to have people with guns remove this government, get, get it over with. It's well, not- it, show, it also shows the Democrats are just looking wherever they can. And what they did is they overlooked Louisiana. They thought they had Louisiana. They thought Louisiana was bluer than blue. But look what happened. Tuberville is holding up the uh, appointments of replacement admirals and generals because they keep paying for abortions. They have a fantastic Republican governor. Now they have a Republican uh, Speaker of the House from Louisiana, four-termer. He's straight as an arrow. He's not been there long enough to uh, get well, their, to let them get their hooks into him. And he doesn't take... Uh, he doesn't take... Uh, a lobbyist money. Well, I I don't know that I think he's straight as an arrow. And and the reason I think that is because, first of all, his first interview last night was on Hannity, who is a simp, a wimp, and not on our side as far as I'm concerned. Um, was come out and said that the election wasn't stolen. You know, Sean, I know you got a pocketbook, but you got enough money in the bank. You really you really could start telling the truth now, Sean. Yeah, he could. You fucking douchebag. Um, but if and, you look at what Mike Mike Johnson has done with Mayorkas and others that have come before his committee, he has ripped them a new asshole. Yeah, okay, that's great. That doesn't that doesn't amount to anything. Let's listen to what he said last night in his first appearance as speaker on Sean Han- Rhino Sean Hannity's show on the Rhino News Network, also known as Fox News. Let's take a look at that and decide what we think about whether we trust this guy or not. Here we go. Ukraine. The American people are demanding some real accountability for the use of those dollars. Now, we can't allow Vladimir Putin to prevail in Ukraine because I don't believe it would stop there. And it would probably encourage and empower China to perhaps make a move on Taiwan. We have these concerns. Um, we're, We're not going to abandon them, but we have a responsibility, a stewardship responsibility over the precious treasure of the American people. And we have to make sure that the White House is providing the people with some accountability for the dollars. And we want to I told the staff at the White House today. So what, he, what he's saying, what he basically did, this is not a, a great clip, and I, I apologize for that. It's not a great clip. Um, he's playing he's both saying, sides. What he's saying is he's going to fund Ukraine. He's going to send more money to Ukraine, which is nothing but money laundering. If he had any balls, if he was worth a shit as a speaker, he would have said, no, no more money for Ukraine. It's over. We're pulling the funding. We're also not going to fund any money to Israel. We're going to let them do their own thing. <laughs> 
They've got plenty of military aid. He would basically just say, we're, we're done funding Ukraine. It's a Democrat drug child trafficking facility, basically. Well, I'll tell you what I heard him say without coming out and saying it. We'll give more money to Ukraine after we audit where all the money and weapons have gone that we've spent so far. No accountability, said, no money. You should have said, we're going to audit all that money anyway, and we're not giving any more. But that that's okay. I don't know. I, I'm extremely disappointed with that start, Blake. Uh, I don't think he sounds very MAGA. Um, if, he, if he was MAGA, he... I said he would have already released the January 6th footage. He True. would have already, he would have, the first thing he would have said was, you know, why is Donald Trump in court today for challenging an election that was obviously fraudulent? He's done none of those things. So he's another swamp rat as far as I'm concerned. Do you want to convince me that I'm wrong or do you agree with me? It's too early yet. So we, I had I know, high hopes. Um, yeah, I heard he was just going to be a MAGA guy, and he was kind of the surprise uh, speaker candidate that came out of nowhere. So we want to give him the benefit of the doubt, but he has tried to uh, you know play both sides, and he has been you know nice to McCarthy, and I suppose that's how he got united and got the votes from the, uh, the swamp creature uh, rhinos that are still there. So... Uh, and then of course, the first thing he did, he's, he's talked a big game, but yes, the first thing he did announce was that he was going to fund the uh, for Israel. So maybe he won't do Ukraine. Hopefully, yes, he'll uh, grow some, grow a pair, and uh, start fighting back once people just kind of get acclimated and you know, okay, yeah, he's a nice guy, and yes, he's going to be uh, a unifier, and then maybe down a little down the road he'll do something that uh, changes our minds but um so far i'm not it se seems like more of a lateral move from mccarthy until uh we we see otherwise but i'll I'll continue to be hopeful and give him the benefit of the doubt as the uh, so succinctly put it once meet the new boss same as the <laughs> boss by the way happy halloween on everybody uh, to everybody it's going to be on tuesday i am going to be wolverine this year, I got the claws somewhere, and I already got the beard. I just, I'm thinking about getting a Wolverine wig, but I don't know if I should go that far. I got the leather jacket. I got to get the stogie, and I'm gonna put cocktail olives, cocktail olives on the ends of my claws and walk around the strip and try to get girls to eat off my claws. Okay, that's my plan for Halloween. Hope everybody has a great time. Hope you have some good parties to go to for Halloween. I personally do not have this time, but I am gonna be. On the strip, so uh, that's why the Halloween background. All right, um, you know, I uh, this is not off to a good start. Why is Donald Trump in court this week? Um, he should be bringing up all these things, and this nonsense should stop. And if there is anything the federal government can do to strip Letitia, whatever her name is, of her powers or her office, or strip the judge that's overseeing the uh, Trump. Uh, court of his Trump uh, lawsuit of his powers should be done. It should be done the first thing. It's the first thing it should be done. So I don't trust them. I don't think they're on our side. And if they're not going to support our guy, they're definitely not on our side. I don't trust this guy. And I don't think it's going to amount to much of anything, but I guess you never know. Okay. A um, couple other things that just came up. Um, Kim Jong-un, um, came out just apparently a little bit ago, and uh, Kim. Let's get a look at Kim. Kim's looking pretty good these days. This is uh, this is Kim looking pretty good, you know, and looking young and fresh and not too gray haired. 
But he said, we're on the threshold of World War III, and everyone must prepare. So I guess what I would like to do is um, get an update um, get an update from you, um, Brooks, on how how you see the military situation playing out. Uh, well, obviously, uh, wars are the number one method for laundering a bunch of money. I mean, a lot of money and a lot of power. Ukraine was that show for nine years. It was a good payoff for them. They were able to fly their jets in, fill them up with cash, and fly out. And then the skullduggery started to be released. We discovered that it wasn't Boris that scuttled the peace talks before this all began. It was Victoria Newland. She's the one that scuttled the peace talks. All those dead people in Ukraine are on her hands. Hundreds of thousands of dead people. I don't know how many billions of dollars spent. It could have all been avoided if Zelensky and Putin would have been allowed to sit down and work out what was going to happen to those eastern states. Hopefully the shelling would have stopped and they would have worked something out. But no, they got to launder money through Ukraine. So when McCarthy passed the omnibus bill, one thing that was missing from it was Ukraine funding. That cut off the flow of money. And that's when the panic set in. Now, anybody that doesn't know that what happened on October 7th in Israel was a staged event, has their head up their ass. The IDF does not stand down for six and a half hours while innocent visitors from 39 different countries get slaughtered. But that's exactly what happened. They stood down, Hamas came in, did their thing, and good old crippled Bibi Netanyahu, who was a political cripple on October 6th, became all powerful on October 7th. And the money began flowing instantly. Instantly. In fact, you bring up um, Mike Johnson. The very first thing he said that he was going to take care of was money for Israel. So make no mistake, that is what is going on. Now, the problem is this is all a big trap. And Iran is trying to draw the IDF into a bigger battle. The U.S. is stepping up to it because F-16s and F-15s, not our most advanced aircraft, but advanced enough, made incursions into Syria and struck back at Iranian proxy troops who have been attacking American air bases. Nobody killed, but some injuries and a few things burned up. And they said, okay, well, we'll take care of you. And so they went and bombed them. That is just spending money. What they really needed to do was fly a little bit further and smoke the mullahs. If that would have happened, the Persians in Iran could revolt and overthrow that government, and the women could take their hijabs off and let their beautiful hair show again, like they did back in the 60s and 70s, and all this would end. But they're not going to cut the head off the snake, because the snake makes money for everybody. By the way, if you want to make a really good investment, Northrop Grumman, and Raytheon, buy their stock like crazy because it's going to go up like mad. I used to uh, used to work for Northrop Grumman. I got a little bit of their uh, got a little bit of their stock, so yeah, maybe I'll buy some more. Um, Northrop Grumman was a uh, best best working experience of my life. Let's say that. Um, all right. Uh, there's also rumors that China is sending armed forces 
carrier groups towards the U.S. coast, towards Taiwan, <laughs> saber-rattling, and Putin came out and said that um, we can hit your aircraft carrier groups in a minute. If they go to the Eastern Med, they are within range of the Kinzhal missiles that are in the air over the Black Sea. And I heard another rumor this week, and I guess I guess I want to talk to you about this, Blake, a little bit. It's just a rumor you haven't heard it, but um, that Israel is going to come in. Um, I'm not Israel. Russia is going to come in and declare that they are going to go after Israel soon, in a couple of days, if Israel doesn't stop what they're doing in Gaza. Now... We also have reports that the U.S. hit targets in Iran yesterday, uh, which is kind of a laughable joke considering that Joe Biden is funded through Iran and gave them plenty of money back and got kickbacks from it. Um, if Russia comes in on the side of Hamas or Syria, in essence, is what they would be doing, um, it, it, it's really Syria is their ally and they support Iran at least theoretically in the open, you know, I don't think really behind the scenes they do, but that does set up World War Three, doesn't it, Blake? What, what do oh. you think happened? Yeah, absolutely. And as you say, yeah, Russia and Syria are somewhat of allies. So if they are being attacked and are under threat from America or Israel, it would be in Russia's interest to uh, defend their ally, whether they want to get pulled in or not. I don't think any of these countries do. Maybe China and Russia are trying to you know get involved maybe to hopefully keep the peace as well as uh jong-un and uh, north korea you know people don't want to see this happen because this could really get uh, ugly very quickly and we're already seeing yes uh, u.s bombing in syria or bases attacked and as if israel you know ramps up um you know the bombing, or they want to nerve gas the uh, the Hamas tunnels or something, and people are around the world are going to start freaking out about genocide. Yeah, it's uh, it, it could see the the end of our civilization. So, yeah, I guess we wouldn't uh, really be able to spend all that uh, contractor stock money from Raytheon, but uh, when there's nothing left of the to to spend it on. But um, I don't know. I'm hoping for cooler heads, but it's probably going to get worse before it gets better. And uh, I hope they can maybe come up with a, some kind of a peace agreement because we have a lot worse weapons now than we did uh, the last time that uh, the world was this uh, intense. Yeah. Um, Brooks, if Russia comes in on the side of Syria, here's, here's the scenario. Israel cleans out Hamas. I don't think anybody has a problem with that. Um, but then they start, they get attacked by Hezbollah. They hit back at Hezbollah going to Syria. That's when Russia would step in and say, if Sir if Israel does not withdraw in four days, this is what I hear they're going to say, in four days, we are at war with Israel. That's what they're going to say. And maybe there'll be some hits in Iran. They've supported Iran in the past, at least I think, like I said, on the surface. Um, in biblical terms, my cousin Richard Stolman wrote a book called An Overflowing Rain in 1979 about a Russian attack on Israel, which apparently is mentioned symbolically in the Bible as the end of things, the beginning of the war of Armageddon, which may or may not be what you think it is. It may not be this big calamity, but um, doesn't that kind of 
if Israel, if, if Russia does that with Israel, doesn't, isn't that a very bad thing for world peace? Yeah, it's a very bad thing. And the threat of this very bad thing should be a deterrent for Israel, <coughs> excuse me, to be so aggressive. Um, that being said, the ground troops that are showing up in Israel to fight with the IDF are what are called reserves. These are people that have served their mandatory two years. They've gone back to their bakery or their, you know, their shop or their school, wherever they work. But more people are showing up for duty than they actually called up because these are parents and they're saying they're going to fight whatever it takes because they don't want to see what happened on October 7th happen to anybody else's kid. So, as I said, this is a trap. It's designed to draw Israel deep into the war, which is designed to draw the U.S. deep into the war. And we have to wait and see. Hopefully, I don't think there are any cooler heads in Washington because I think Virtual Joe and his gang of criminals are being run by criminals. There is no leadership in Washington. It's all being done by the global syndicate. So I think they will lead uh, U.S. forces directly into it. And this is going to put our forces, our people, our country in the crosshairs. And that is when Joe Biden will be removed. So there's a good thing and it's a good aspect to it and a bad aspect to it. So yeah, but he, right. said don't. he said don't. Whatever. Yeah, that's scary. I'm sure, I'm sure Vlad Putin is really scared of this vegetable. That's like two brothers in the back seat going, I'm not touching you. I'm not did, touching you. Did, did we cover the ball sack? I'm not touching you. <laughs> Sooner or later, somebody's going to slap. Did we cover the ball sack video? Yeah. There's a lady on a body language expert on, um, on YouTube called Body Language Ghost. And yeah. she looked at that video and she said, you look and you see his eyes go up as he starts to talk. She goes, and everything, nothing below this line moves. She goes, it's a mask. He's wearing oh. a rubber mask. She just flat out declared, if you know anything about body language, you know that this guy is wearing a mask and that's not Joe Biden. And something wow. was broken apart and it's not working. So she also talked about the panic of the guys behind him. Now, this brings us to some other interesting stuff. A couple more issues that I have before um, I want to turn it over to you guys. Um, there was a story that surfaced this week to the effect that um, former White House Chief of Staff, Mark Meadows, uh, actually wore a wire in the White House at the time the president he was talking to president trump for the fbi and recorded apparently everything he said um this is proud army branch of the snake mark meadows has testified multiple times to special counsel jack smith's grand jury he's handed over documents and text now we learn he's testifying against trump in court don't forget this is a guy who got into it with sydney uh powell and other people like Mike Lindell who were trying to get Trump to fight the election fraud and discourage them from fighting the election fraud. So this guy is a deep state asset. But all this is in relation to the claim Trump tried to overflow, overthrow the election. 
um, that he spied on the president for the FBI. And as she put it, it's unconstitutional and criminal. It's even a little bit more beyond that. It is literally treason. treason. And worthy of being, you know, uh, getting capital punishment. I, 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 I just still can't say what I want to say. Um, but then Ryan Fournier, who actually broke the story yesterday, said, yesterday I put up a tweet alleging that Mark Meadows wore a wire in the White House during the last stretch. I've spoke with some of my sources again, and it now seems that their information was wrong and incorrect. In fact, two of them retracted their statements on the matter entirely. I apologize for putting something out without being, it being 100% accurate. That's on me, and I'll do better next time. I also apologize to Congressman Meadows, his staff, blah, blah, blah. Somebody got to Ryan Fournier. Here's the thing. Um, I believe this of Mark Meadows. Because of who he is and the stance he took, I believe he's he's guilty of this. But there's some game going on here where now it's been retracted. So uh, what do you think, Blake? Do you think it was um, a situation where, I mean, if he's got two sources – that's good enough to go with a story, right? Most editors in, in the old days when there was actual journalism would say you can't go with it unless you got two sources. You had two independent sources, both told them the same story. And now he suddenly retracts it. Do you think it's true or not? And what do you think about the whole affair? Yeah, we definitely thought it was true yesterday when he did report that. I wasn't quite sure you know, who his sources are, but if he's going to get uh, two of them, I think he's connected to the media in some way. I don't remember if his uh, father used to work We'd be a, a prominent journalist at uh, one of the other major publications. So I would take his journalism seriously. So maybe he had to walk that back because he wasn't supposed to uh, say something like that. Um, it spilled the beans or what have you. And maybe that's something that's internal under investigation. Um, but it's clear whether he was wearing a wire or not, this Mr. Meadows, he's probably responsible for undermining Trump in any way that he could. Uh, he was just surrounded by a bunch of snakes. So yeah, he I wouldn't says, trust uh, any of them. Fournier says his, his source, one of his sources, was former Representative Mark Walker. Sounds like sounds like Walker got outed and pushed Fournier to walk it back. Which, if, if one of my sort, you know, if the mechanic asked me to walk something back, I would do it. So I understand. Um, yeah. So what do you think? Um, yeah, Meadows is definitely deep state, definitely one of the guys who's trying to stop everything. Brooks, do you have any thoughts on this whole sordid affair? And if it's true, what should happen to not only Mark Meadows, but all the people at the FBI that were involved in this treason? Yeah, and it goes way worse than that because now it's come out that there were 40 active investigations against the Biden crime family going all the way back to when he was vice president. And every single one of those investigations was smashed by the Department of Justice. So this corruption goes deep into the agencies. And I'm sorry, I, I don't even know if Congress has the authority to do anything about it. I don't know if anybody does. I don't even know if the Supreme Court can step in and do something about this. This level of weaponization is far worse than I think even Donald Trump suspected. The fact that the FBI had this information had agents working undercover inside the Biden crime family on all kinds of different levels, banks, uh, transfers, phone calls, all kinds of stuff, means either the FBI was blackmailing Biden, which is 
off the charts as far as treason goes, or somebody inside the Department of Justice was making sure none of this was ever investigated, which I don't, I don't know if that's treason, but that's definitely against the law, and everybody should hang for it. Yeah, and uh, hopefully, um, I don't know how, where, or why that's going to happen, but hopefully there will be justice served in all of these cases. If we don't get justice, there will be war on if, several levels. I believe you are right. I, I, that is the succinctly said, uh, Dr. Brooks-Agnew. Okay. I'll make a quick uh, correction. It's not uh, Ron Fournier, who is a great journalist who did work for National Journal and AP. I thought that was his son, but it's not. No relation. Oh, okay. Another okay. attraction. Okay. Another retraction, right? Um, okay, uh, I, it's interesting that you brought up the Supreme Court, Brooks, because a story came through that was kind of under the radar this week, and um, it, was, it happened just a couple days ago. And I got it on my over on my Telegram window. Where is that? That's not it. Where is it? Where is it? Where is it? Go there. Go to Telegram. So there we go. Um, breaking, and this was on uh, Tuesday, the 11th Circuit, emerge, uh, 11th Circuit Court, emerge, 11th Circuit Emergency Writ was accepted to hear a case to invalidate the fraudulent 2020 and 2022 elections. Clarence Thomas is going to rule on this. An application to Supreme Court Justice Clarence Thomas was accepted as a writ of mandamus through the 11th Circuit Court of Appeals. A writ of mandamus application is something Justice Thomas can rule on independently or he can forward to the whole Supreme Court. The applicant is asking that Florida's 2022 general election with a 2020 option be set aside and held anew. There is also room for the 2020 election cycle to be set aside as well, since the evidence shows the same uncertified and uncertifiable equipment, apparently this is based on voting equipment, was used in both election cycles. The same evidence proves that the whole of the elections throughout the country were vulnerable to the same fraud, which allows Justice Thomas or the whole Supreme Court to set aside the results of the entire country for both the 2020 and 2022 election cycles, the 11th Circuit also covers, wait for it, Georgia, and Thomas has accepted this. Now, the interesting context here is uh, is this that I want to talk to um, people about push back on this in my telegram. Well, it's only for Florida, and Trump won Florida anyway, so it won't change anything, except there is the ruling from, I think, the 1800s by the Supreme Court, which still stands today, which says that fraud vitiates everything. Those are the exact words it uses, meaning that if fraud is found in any state or any general election, the entire election is thrown out and it is within the power of Judge Thomas to rule on this on his own. Meaning, he doesn't have to trust the rest of the Supreme Court. He can just say, yeah, well, good enough evidence. Now, the question is, I guess I'll throw it to you first, Blake. Yeah. Do you think Thomas is going to do that? And I wish he would. Or do you think he's going to chicken out? And do you think this is just another, you know, <laughs> we'll bring this thing up and hear it so we can shoot it down? What do you think? 
Yeah, I'm mean, worried that it's, it's some hopium. But I mean, if there was, he's a great American. He's a true patriot, and he certainly is capable. If they gave him that, uh, you know, that that kind of power, yeah, I don't see why not. Of course, his uh, you know wife got in trouble for you know calling out the election, Jenny, and the left has gone after her pretty hard. They they're trying to destroy Clarence Thomas all the time. He might as well, yeah, stand up and and do it yeah. if he can. We need somebody to. Step in, and I, I can't think of a better individual in Washington. There's not many of them, so uh, yeah. Hopefully, yeah, he can come in, save the day. That would be a, a great story for America. I'm done. He um, he literally could, Brooks say, no, I'm not going to pass this to the Supreme Court. I'm going to rule on it. It's valid. Florida's election is invalid, and based on this precedent. Um, Florida's elections in 2022 and 2020 are invalid. Therefore, the whole 2020 and 2022 elections are invalid. And I hereby order that the current occupant of the White House be removed, that we go through the line of succession and the vice president and the vice president be removed. And we go through the line of succession um, and a new temporary president be installed while this is while this is reviewed either by the Supreme Court or while the individual states go back and verify all of their results. So really, really, Brooks, he could do that. He could do that in 15 minutes if he wanted to. He could do it, and it would make history, and I believe if he did it, it would actually save the world. No. That's that's all you got to say? I thought we were going to get a whole big thing out of Brooks on that. but <laughs> <laughs> Well, I mean, of course, you know, he has... Uh, a special axe to grind with Biden. It goes way back to uh, the pubic hairs on the cocaine. Yep, yep. Uh, and I'm not saying he would do it out of revenge because Clarence Thomas has never actually written an opinion that sounded like revenge. All his opinions were very well thought out. Um, as far as I know, anybody, any sane person would read his opinions, his legal opinions, and say these are sound constitutional law. If he made such a ruling, I think it would be along that vein. It would not be out of character for him, and it would be something that uh, I think maybe even the rest of the Supreme Court, if they don't have the, uh, the balls to stand with him, would stand out of his way and let him do it. You... Um you ladies are kind of getting out of control in the chat right now. Okay, I just want to tell you that. Just cool down, ladies. <laughs> um, yeah, you know, it, again, I don't want to get caught up in hopium, but there it is, right on the table right now. Right on the table. And again, there's only two reasons why this is accepted. Well, there's three. One, he's just going to accept it and pass it on the Supreme Court so they can shoot it down. Two, he's going to accept it and shoot it down himself, which means he's part of the deep state. Or three, he's going to accept it and rule the way he should rule properly based on the evidence, which is that the elections in Florida were fraudulent and the elections need to be completely re-evaluated. Uh, and if fraud is found, which, well, I guess it already has been, then the elections are invalidated until such time as the states can show that minus the fraud, their electoral college results are correct. Right. That's what he could do. And, and I don't think they can do that. I don't think they can because we we did a program, I believe it was Easter week, mm -hmm. 
of uh, 2020, before the election was happening, we we broke the story of Common Cause, which is a nonprofit, very wealthy, very internationally powerful, that had contracted with 15 states. That's how we found out about it. Colorado was the 15th state to contract with them. That they would withhold their electors until the national popular vote was known. Well, there was a lot of pressure because Donald Trump was winning by huge numbers. Yeah. And uh, he was clear he was going to win the popular vote by a large margin, by like 9%, which has like never happened before. So they implemented their artificial intelligence to stop the vote in six key states and then to feed a precise number of ballots into those counts so that Joe Biden would win. And they're going to do it again. AI is even better, more capable than it was in 2020. They're going to do it again in 2024. That's why I don't think there's going to be an election in 2024. I think somebody's going to put a stop to this. And I think martial law is going to be put in place. And temporary measures are going to be enacted in 2024. And it could happen before the election. But I'm saying the election of 2024, the national election in 2024, is in jeopardy of not happening at all. Okay, fine. You know, if that means the bad guys get arrested and punished, then I'm fine with it. Um, okay, so if the states cannot verify their results, that means 2020 never happened. That's correct. That means that the, the Supreme Court then has to call for new elections. Sounds like a scenario to me. Let's go for that one. Let's let's have Judge Todd. Let's tell you what let's do. We don't have a lot of viewers on the show because it's Friday night. Everybody else is having a good time. Everybody else is going to see Billy Idol concerts and going to karaoke bars and going to strip clubs or whatever it is that TV's Blake Wally is in right now. But those of us that are here and those of us that see it, let's pray this in. Let's all go through whatever deity you worship, SR Haddon, whatever, and push <laughs> Clarence Thomas to do the right thing finally and put the American people out of their misery. That would end all this World War III crap. It would end all this stuff. So let's let's hope yeah. we I'm with you. So we're going to do it tonight okay. while you're uh, being writing. Blake, we already had uh, Dr. Brooks already did his uh, spiel today. I was just going to say, would you like to tell everybody about your site, the Next Level News, and what's going on over in Blake Wally world? Sure. Well, I'm still doing a couple of uh, weekday shows with my friend Brian of the New American Media. It's called the Agree to Disagree Show, and people are welcome to participate and agree or disagree on whatever uh, issues we discuss, latest news and current events and all that stuff. Uh, I swear to God, if you do not get shirtless Alex Jones off this site, <laughs> I'm never coming here again. I, I just... <laughs> I'm so done with that TV's. Like, I know I got to do some more special reports so I can uh, get that out of the cycle there. Yeah, there you go. There you go. Why don't uh, you just like, yeah, do that, please. <laughs> it's classic. Brooks. Okay. Uh, okay, cool. Um, all right. Um, all right. Where we usually end the show, and we're going to end it early because it's 5:58 here. Um, let's go to predictions, and I believe. I made a, what was my prediction? Did I predict we would, no, I predicted we would not have a speaker um, last week. And I got that right. What did I predict this week? Does anybody remember? 
Captions? No, anybody remember? Anybody remember what they predicted last week? <laughs> Let's go with predictions for the week. I will start. Um, what what do I want to say? What do I think is the most likely thing to happen? Um, I think that the new speaker, Johnson, is going to be exposed as a rhino this week. I'll say that. I think he's going to take some policy thing. I think he's going to fund Ukraine. I think he's going to do something like that this week because I don't trust him. I don't believe him. So that's what I think is going to happen this week. Um, and that's a very vague prediction. I'm well aware of that. But, hey, that's the way it goes. Uh, TV's Blake Wally. What's your prediction for this week? <sighs> Let's do something optimistic. How about there's going to be a big stand down and a ceasefire in the Middle East and all these uh, different countries are going to gather and say no to this and uh, at least buy us some time for a while until uh, something else happens. Some other shoe drops. Hopefully not. But Don't I'd like to think that uh, this is a end of the planet type of scenario this time around. It's not going to be like the uh, wars of the past. We can't have that happen no matter what. So everybody's going to call the seas. It's going to stop. And uh, yeah, it's going to be a uh, world peace, at least temporarily. All right. It's right. my optimistic prediction. That is an optimistic prediction. All right. Uh, Dr. Brooks Agnew, what's your prediction for this next week? I mean, of anything. Well, I don't know if there'll be a ceasefire, but I think there will be a standoff. I think the world leaders are going to take a look at this and say, whoa, wait a minute. Let's let's have a Zoom call, guys. We're This is going way too fast. We haven't had any leadership out of the United States to slow this down and really take a good look at it. All we've had are these warmongers like Victoria Newland and Jake Sullivan and, and uh, you know, Blinken and all these guys that are all deep state. We need to back off from this. So I don't think it's going to be a, a ceasefire, but I think it's going to be a standoff. One of the things we know is that the great fall of China is ongoing. Mm -hmm. They are not shipping baby formula to China because they're not having babies. And if we could just slow down for about five years, China will self-destruct because they have 1.2 billion Chinese and they, they outnumber the CCP about 1,000 to 1. And uh, they're not going to allow it. Same thing's going to happen in Iran. Persia is going to rise up and say, mullahs no more. And saner hearts, saner minds will prevail. I think we are looking at a standoff. Okay. Well, we, we shall see. Um, those are some bold predictions, guys. Thank you for being here. Thank you, for everybody, for being here this week. Yeah, we were an hour early. Some of you didn't get the memo. Sorry about that. Um I have a Billy Idol concert to get to. I got to get out of here, get uh, get showered, get ready, and head down to the Cosmopolitan tonight. If you see me there, give me a wave. Let's have a drink. Everybody have a great night, great weekend. I'll be back with Jen on Monday, and the three boys will be back, I guess, next Friday. It's not a holiday. We're getting into the holiday season, but uh, looks like we have some clear. We have a clear path. To, uh, to Thanksgiving, three weeks in a row. We're probably not going to do a show Thanksgiving weekend, but there's breaking news. Keep your eyes peeled. Let's watch what's going on. Um, the news is good, and then it's bad, and then it's good, and then it's bad. All right, we love you guys. Thanks for being here. We'll see you next Friday with a new opening rock and roll song again. Ooh. I don't know what it'll be, but we'll see you then. Thanks, everybody. <laughs>